The full SEC schedule was released last night for the 2024 season, of course, including LSU's. Our takeaways from LSU's 2024 schedule, plus a new Rivalry Week opponent. You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On LSU podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Plus, you can also check us out on YouTube as well, so you can listen to the podcast as well as watch it. Just search Locked On LSU in the search bar, hit the subscribe button, and you'll get notified as soon as episodes of Locked On LSU drop. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I am your host as I am every single day. And today's edition of Locked on LSU is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get a $150, $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, so we got the full SEC slate for the 2024 season on Wednesday night. And look, ESPN it has a knack of making anything a four TV event. I went on with uh, with Hester and T-Bob this morning, and I joked like, if Kirk Herbstreit drinking his morning coffee could be an hour long special where ESPN could sell millions of dollars of ads, like they would. So it, it, it's impressive. It's impressive, but it's something that, of course, we all care about because while we already know it was released what over the summer, early fall. Well, we already knew who LSU was going to be playing. We already knew that Auburn was not going to be on the 2024 schedule for the first time in a really long time. So I was bummed about not having that rivalry. We knew that of the two, Texas and Oklahoma, because Greg Sankey said that that every team in the SEC would either get one or the other, either Texas or Oklahoma, that LSU would be playing Oklahoma. While we knew that LSU was going to open the season with USC in Vegas on Labor Day, it feels like LSU just owns that day over the last couple of years. We knew that LSU was going to then play Nichols at home, was going to play UCLA two weeks later on September 21st, also at home. We knew that LSU was hosting South Alabama on September 28th. We knew that Ole Miss was going to be October 12th. We knew A&M was no longer going to be the rivalry rivalry week game we knew AM would be on october 26th which i expected that and if you didn't expect that I, I i would be kind of surprised because texas is joining the conference texas a&m texas should be played on thanksgiving or at least thanksgiving weekend on rivalry weekend so i expected a&m to be moved off of uh, of lsu's rivalry week schedule for this up for you know the foreseeable future and we knew that Alabama was going to be November 9th. So those things we did know. We did know the opponents. But filling in, there, there really weren't that many blanks to fill in. But I think it's important to see where some of those games fall. In the SEC, you're going to have a month, at least a month. That's like, whew, man, like October for this team, that's brutal. November for this team, that's brutal. I think last year, the 2022 season, it was October. You played in, in a stretch. You had Tennessee at home. What did you have? 
I don't remember. I just remember, I remember the month of October being a tough one for LSU this past year. It would be November for LSU was a grind. You know, you have obviously starting off November with Alabama, then hosting Florida and Florida wasn't a great team this year, but it's still a rivalry game. It's still Florida. Um, so there's always going to be that month. That's that's tricky. So while we had a majority of LSU schedule, what I was interested to see is, is what is going to be the most difficult stretch for this LSU team. Which month, which three to four week period was I going to circle? Was you going to were you going to circle? Were all of us going to circle as all right? That's the stretch that's incredibly key for LSU. Like if LSU can go three and one in that stretch, they'll be better off. LFL, if LSU can go two and two in that stretch, and they'll be set up for success. So that's what I was looking for. And the second thing, like I just mentioned, was who's LSU playing in the rivalry week game? We'll get more into that coming up next. Um, but now we've we've learned that LSU in those those games that need to be that we were looking to be filled in. LSU opens up the season with USC in Vegas. We knew that then hosting Nichols. And then that third week of the season that we didn't know. You're on the road at South Carolina. And I love that. I don't remember the last time LSU played at South Carolina, to be completely honest with you. They were scheduled to play in Columbia in the 2015 season, but there were terrible, terrible floods uh, happening in South Carolina, Columbia, Charleston area. So that game was then moved to Baton Rouge. I think there was maybe a rematch scheduled in Columbia for 2020. And then, of course, it was the COVID season. So that kind of year was kind of messed up and kind of weird. So I don't remember the last time LSU played in Columbia, to be completely honest with you. So you are on the road, third game of the year. You open up SEC play in week three in South Carolina. We knew that UCLA was coming to town, a little you know rematch from the road trip to L.A. in 2021. And then South Alabama. And then Ole Miss in Baton Rouge. And so this was this was really the, the toughest stretch of the season to me. What you did know, Ole Miss on October 12th, Texas A&M October 26th, by week Alabama the 9th. What we didn't know was that other week in there. I was interested to see what team that would be because that's going to be your most difficult stretch. Ole Miss, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Alabama, Florida, and then you get Vanderbilt at home, so that should be at least a little bit of a, of a relief before hosting Oklahoma in your rivalry game. So what we didn't know was Arkansas on October 19th. Now, I think that's the second best option that you probably could have gotten if you were LSU. If you're looking at the three potential games that that could have been, Florida, Arkansas, South Carolina. I didn't want any part of Florida in that stretch. But Caroline, Florida's not very good. I know that. I understand that. You're playing in the swamp. The swamp is a really, really difficult place to play. And I don't think that that should be underrated. As bad as Florida looked at times this past season, that's still not not a, a place that I want to play, nor is it a team that I want to play when you've got a stretch of Ole Miss at home and then Texas A&M and College Station and then Alabama after the bye. The reason why I think Arkansas is the second best option is because I think South Carolina would have been the best option in Columbia. Now, I understand that's a difficult road trip. And this is, and, and look, Williams Bryce Stadium in Columbia. That's not an easy place to play in the slightest. Weird things happen in Columbia, South Carolina. But that's still 
not, frankly, not a very good South Carolina team that's losing its starting quarterback in Spencer Rattler this season. That's losing their best receiver in Juice Wells to the transfer portal. It's an offensive line that was truly horrendous. It was a, a defense that was young and really not very good this past year. South Carolina could be a completely different football team next year. And I could sound like an absolute idiot for saying that I wanted South Carolina in the middle of that stretch. I really thought that was the best option. Now, you might be here listening to me and thinking, well, Arkansas is not very good either. They very well could lose their starting quarterback, depending on what KJ Jefferson decides to do in the portal or not. Rocket Sanders has entered the transfer portal. That offensive line was atrocious. That team has a new offensive coordinator in Bobby Petrino, which is just absolutely hilarious. That team really struggled defensively, and you're right. But that team still always seems to give you fits. That team that was as bad as it was last year that fired their offensive coordinator in the middle of the season and all they could muster up was a single freaking field goal at home against Mississippi State still took you down to the wire to a walk-off field goal. What has it been the last three, four years that the LSU-Arkansas game has been decided by a walk-off field goal? Rivalry games are weird, y'all. And look, I know that we probably don't view the Arkansas game as the same kind of rivalry as we do as Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Ole Miss, whatever it might be. That that game, that matchup is always, always weird. And it's not, it's not an easy one to get at that point in the season. It's not the worst, but it's also not the best. So that Ole Miss, Arkansas, A&M, Alabama stretch. And then, oh yeah, by the way, you get Florida after Alabama. The only difference there is you get them at least after a bye week. You get Arkansas after you're in the brunt of the season, week seven. So that is, that's the toughest stretch. That's the stretch that I am now circling of. If you can go three and one in that stretch, you're probably set up. You're probably putting yourselves in a pretty good position if you take care of business everywhere else. All right, coming up next, I want to get into Rivalry Week and LSU's new Rivalry Week opponent coming up after a couple words from us. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and it is the most fun that I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season, and now I can play during basketball season too. So basketball season is finally here, and you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So, for example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made and receptions. But that's not where this, the fun stops with prize picks. You can also play alongside some of prize picks' favorite players, like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz, and you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community every single week. It's an absolute blast. I love it. I think that you will too. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. Thanks again for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We're part of the Lockdown Network, your team every single day. Speaking of Locked On, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows 
covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Or you can just hang out uh, because that will be coming up after this. So just stick around and then uh, the uh, – Locked on sports today will be coming up right after this. All right. Rolling along here, looking at LSU's 2024 schedule that was released on Wednesday night. Got a new rivalry week opponent. And I feel like this is just, it's a revolving door at rivalry week opponents for LSU. It was Arkansas for the longest time. And then Texas A&M, once A&M and Missouri joined the fold. Now it's changing again with even more conference expansion. So you're going to be playing Oklahoma on rivalry week. I would expect that LSU plays Oklahoma on rivalry week for the foreseeable future. I would expect that to be your new Thanksgiving weekend opponent. Honestly, I love it. I love that. I thought that that was the best possible option for LSU. Texas A&M wasn't going to be an option. Keeping Texas A&M that weekend simply is not an option. Texas is joining the SEC. Texas should play Texas A&M on rivalry weekend. That is, that's just, that's just one of those things that needs to happen. Yeah. Like Auburn needs to play Alabama on rivalry weekend. Ole Miss needs to play Mississippi state on rivalry weekend, Texas and Texas A&M. If they're in the same conference, they need to play each other on rivalry weekend. What I was afraid of was that it would have been Arkansas and look, a whole lot of shade to Arkansas on this podcast. I promise you. I promise you I do not mean to throw all this shade at Arkansas. But the 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 luster of the rivalry between LSU and Arkansas, at least from the the LSU perspective, the shines off the apple. It's just, it's not the same. It's not what maybe Arkansas fans view it as. It's not what maybe the rest of the college football world views it as. It's not what I think the SEC wants it to be. I mean, there were a few years there where Arkansas and LSU was a really, really fun back and forth rivalry. It's just, it's just not what it is anymore. It doesn't have the same feeling. I want those two to still play every single year. It's still a matchup that I value. But when you're talking about rivalry week, eh, it just doesn't feel like those two should play one another. The reason why I thought that Arkansas was going to be in the fold was because I thought that there was a, a, a potential for Missouri to play Oklahoma on rivalry weekend. Of course, going back to the old Big 12 rivalry days and then trying to reunite, kind of reignite rather, this Arkansas-LSU rivalry. But I think that the SEC wants to keep as much constant as possible. And that Arkansas and Missouri is, is really organically developing into a really good rivalry. They're border states. If you've watched that game this past year, it's awfully testy. Got a little physical uh, this past year. And I think that the SEC wants to maintain that. And I love, I love that LSU is playing Oklahoma that weekend. Because there's history there. I mean, there's absolutely history there. Uh, look at the uh, the 2019 Peach Bowl. I mean, that was the game where Justin Jefferson scored 13,000 touchdowns, where Joe Burrow went off for eight total touchdowns on the day. That LSU ran up the score. I mean, the score looked like a like an Alabama Mercer matchup. It didn't look like a college football playoff semifinal kind of score. So uh, Oklahoma fans don't like LSU. 
Like they don't, they don't want anything to do with LSU. And then going back, of course, a little bit deeper into history, the, the 2004 national championship game where LSU played Oklahoma. So it, of course, there's not as rich of history as maybe LSU and Arkansas, but it's not nothing. You know, it's not just, hey, LSU, Oklahoma, let's just maybe see if you guys hate each other. No, no, no. Like, they, like I think that they do. I think that that exists. Um, and it's a great brand. It's one of the biggest brands in college football. And that's now going to be who you play on Rivalry Weekend. I think that LSU and Oklahoma is one of those games that everyone in America wants to watch. This past year, LSU-Texas A&M was not a game that everyone in, in college football was tuning into. Of course, obviously, this past year, because it it was, you know, kickoff was at 11 a.m., and everyone's obviously going to be watching the game, as every, everyone's going to be watching Michigan-Ohio State. But it, it, it even, it, let's say, if it was a much better game, if, if LSU was maybe better, Texas A&M was better, it was maybe two undefeated teams, I still don't think it would have the same luster as as Ohio State-Michigan, which very few rivalries, very few games do. But I think the two brands that LSU and Oklahoma have and how good both of those, how good I expect both of those, I at least expect both of these teams to be this year, I expect that to be a much better game, and it's a tough game. And I get it, that you don't want to end the season on a really tough matchup like that. I get it. I get that some people may have rather have, wanted Arkansas, maybe uh, easier sledding, at least on the surface, on that last game of the year. Look, it's the SEC. <laughs> you're going to play tough games almost every single week. And if you're upset with the the toughness of the schedule, well, be upset with the fact that LSU scheduled USC and UCLA in a single season. Don't be upset with the fact that you end the season with Oklahoma. I think that's that's a great Great game, and I absolutely love that for LSU. I absolutely love that that is going to be the final regular season game of the year. Coming up next, I mentioned USC and UCLA. Looking at all of the schedules, looking at every schedule in the SEC, kind of how the dates shake out home and away, non-conference opponents, so on and so forth. I can't help but ask, does LSU have the toughest schedule in the conference next year? We'll get into that coming up next after a couple of words from our sponsors. All right, I want to tell you about FanDuel because now is the perfect time to get in on the NFL offers on FanDuel. So right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's right, $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, There is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders. We've got a Thursday night football game tonight. It's a Chargers team without Justin Herbert. It's a Raiders team that couldn't even put up a single point against Minnesota just a couple of weeks ago. I'm taking the under on this game, but there is so much more that you can take on this game and the rest of the games in the NFL, but check it out for yourself. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, rolling along here on Locked On LSU. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. 
I'm just looking at because, of course, you know, when the schedules came out, LSU's schedule is the one that I cared the most about, obviously. So I'm looking at LSU's schedule thinking, okay, like here are the really tough stretches, this, 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 that's and that. Looking at the rest of the schedules in the SEC, I think that there's a very, very fair argument to make that LSU has the toughest schedule in the conference. And I think that has everything to do, not everything, it has a lot to do with the fact that some genius decided to schedule USC and UCLA in the same season, which is weird that they're going to be Big Ten teams by the time that LSU plays them. I still simply cannot wrap my mind around that. I, I don't like that. I hate that. I don't think I'll ever get used to that. But your non-conference games, USC and UCLA, like, like what are you thinking? And I am very pro nine Nine conference game schedule. Very, very pro that. But this is one of the years that I'm grateful that you're not playing a nine game conference schedule. Because imagine if you had a nine game SEC schedule and then those other three were, let's say, USC, UCLA, and maybe a South Alabama team that didn't have a bad season this past year. Like South Alabama is a good team. So, like, even your non conference games are incredibly difficult. Even your quote unquote gimmies are going to be not incredibly difficult, but not easy. They're not gimmies. They're not the, you know, they're not the kind of teams that you can just walk into sleepwalk and, you know, go up by a hundred points. Now, I think that the only argument that you could make for LSU not having the hardest schedule is for Florida because, oh my gosh, Florida's non-conference games, Miami, UCF, Florida State, and then they got Samford in there. So Florida schedule, Miami, Samford, Texas A&M at home, Mississippi State on the road, Central Florida at home, Tennessee in Knoxville, Kentucky at home, Georgia for the world's largest cocktail party in Jacksonville, Texas at Texas, LSU at home, Ole Miss at home, and then a Florida State in Tallahassee. Woof. Woof. Like, that's a season that uh, I, you know, Billy Napier, might want to go ahead and pack your bags. Might want to go ahead and start, you know, packing things away. Because I, I truly do not know if Billy Napier, with the roster that he had this past season, with the amount of, of talent that he's losing to the transfer portal, you know, your number one running back entered the transfer portal. That, that How your team looked this year, you only win five games and your schedule only gets significantly difficult. I don't know if that's something that truly he could survive. I don't know if that's something that he can uh, he can keep his job after. But LSU and Florida both just have absolute gauntlets, gauntlets of seasons. Here's the thing for LSU. The expectations don't change just because the season is more difficult. The expectations aren't any lower just because you play USC and UCLA. And this is another reason why I am very pro nine conference game schedule is because it feels like it levels the playing field a little bit more when everyone, everyone in the conference plays another power five opponent because you are not required to schedule two big 10 weird two big 10 opponents in a season. You're not required to do that. Nobody's telling you that you have to play USC and UCLA. Because I look at some teams in the conference whose non-conference schedule is maybe one power five non-conference opponent. Maybe one. 
So I, I think that adding the extra conference game levels the playing field just a bit. It's good for LSU because they don't need any extra tough games in there. They, like, truly, it, it's a tough schedule. Um, I think it's LSU and it's Florida that have the toughest games in, in all of college football. But that doesn't change anything. The expectation, especially now that the college football playoff is expanding to 12 teams, now it's even more the expectation that you get to the college football playoff. The expectation or really the – maybe the expectation isn't necessarily fair to say, but the conversation of getting to Atlanta for the SEC championship game, that's still going to be part of the conversation for LSU because it should be because that is what the expectations are at a program like LSU. Postseason in July, postseason conversations in July are should be should be had. But I mean, good luck, good luck. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we can start cooling it with the Power Five opponents being scheduled on Labor Day weekend. I'm, I'd be all for that. I'm, I'm cool with that. It's gonna be a blast of a season, though. I'm excited that you're gonna start shaking things up a little bit. I've said it before in this podcast. I'm a traditionalist. I'd be fine with not shaking anything up ever, just leaving everything how it is right now. Um, but it's going to be fun. Like I said, you haven't been to Columbia, South Carolina in a long time. You get to go there. And it is you kind of reap the benefits. You get to play Vanderbilt. So glass half full. Uh, should be a fun 2024 season. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. Coming up on tomorrow's podcast, let's take a look at the transfer portal. Who is in? For LSU, who is out of LSU, plus some recruiting news with Brian Smith, our official recruiting insider on the Lockdown Network. All of that coming up tomorrow and on the rest of the week on Lockdown LSU.